재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Korea Escape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. This show is all about dissecting the Korean culture and mindset as it stands right now in the moment. And one of the best ways we know how to do that is to listen to what Koreans are saying to each other on mainstream and also on social media. We do it twice a week in a feature we call Culture Pulse. And on Thursdays, we are joined by Natasha So to guide us along. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Kara. Good morning. So, yeah, um, outdoors, out the window here in the studio, I can see it's uh, it's not as bad as it was last week. Uh, oh, definitely not. It was not. a frozen tundra for a while there. I felt like uh, Nanook of the North <laughs> coming to work. Um, but it's, it's okay now. It's okay. It has been okay for yesterday and today. But as you said, record low temperatures for most of last week. Mm-hmm. So netizens have been sharing some frugal hacks to stay warm and cut the energy bill. So one person who described himself as a so-called huksujo or dirt spoon had an energy efficient way to tackle both the cold and the dryness of winter. Now what he does, he fills a big pot with water and heats it overnight on a portable burner. Yeah. If he keeps the flame on very, very low, he says that the setup will keep his room sufficiently warm and the air moist for a good seven to eight hours. And because it only uses up a half a can of butane gas, it works out to be around 400 won per night. I think homeboy needs to splash out for uh, uh, either a humidifier or he just needs to hang a wet towel over uh, a clothes hanger. Right. I think, you know, you're asking for trouble if you're leaving uh, a burner going open flame. And if that thing goes out, you've got butane escaping into uh, your your, your air system. Uh, Not a step I would take. Not very smart. He's probably going to... Danger of going to heaven a bit earlier than planned. <laughs> Forget fan death. This is a, a, a much more dangerous thing. Yeah. Okay. So um, there are better solutions, I think. The wet towel thing is that's traditional. That's classic. You so have, you keep the room moist. Keep the room moist. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I suppose you get a little warmth from the butane burner. But um, <laughs> come on now. You know, I think there are there are better ways. So uh, probably a better way is to uh, use heat tents. This is, has been in, uh, gaining popularity. Now, these are similar to the mesh tents that people use in the summertime to keep the mosquitoes out. Okay. Except instead of a net, it's made from a thicker material to insulate the heat within the tent. Okay. So these cost around forty to 60,000 won, depending on the size of the tent. And fans of the device say that it acts as a snug little cocoon. Yes. That's... And that they don't have to crank up the heater as high. That sounds good. Use one, a little heat tent and a uh, even one of those electric mats, you know, so that yeah. heat up your bed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you sounds like you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And last idea is the space blankets. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Those mylar plastic thin sheets that have the reflective metal surfaces on them? Kind of like what you would use to sunbathe in the summer, but... Uh, <laughs> I guess that's one, right. one use. <laughs> but people that have them in their uh, sort of 911 kit okay. uh, use as an emergency situation to prevent heat loss mm-hmm. when people get lost uh, camping or hiking and such. But these cost just around 1,001 per sheet. So some extra thrifty netizens swear by it as the most cost-effective solution to the winter chill. Why not? Okay. That's mm-hmm. that's acceptable. Better than the butane thing. Right. And regarding the butane thing, many people rightfully pointed out the damages or the dangers of the butane gas setup, saying 
That's a serious fire hazard and won't carbon monoxide levels build up in the room. So definitely don't try this at home. Yeah, I totally agree. And another person wrote, You can save even more money by temporarily patching up your existing summer mosquito nets with some fabric. Simply clip some old T-shirts or towels onto the wire frame during the winter and you won't need to buy a separate heat tent. Yeah, or wear a couple of layers, a few sweatshirts and a fleece and, you know, uh, have a couple of good blankets. Mm -hmm. You're probably sorted. Um, All right, let's move on to topic number two, Uh, rather unexpected uh, wedding ceremony at uh, Incheon, or no, Kimbo Airport. Right. So, as you may recall, there was an epic snowfall in Jeju over the weekend that delayed flights in and out of the island Jeju and eventually shuttered the airport altogether. Two other people affected by this were 30-year-old Im Chang-hyun and his 31-year-old fiancé Kim yoon Gong. So on Saturday, they were supposed to catch a noon flight out of Kimpo to Jeju for their wedding on the island at 4 p.m. And a bunch of their friends and family were also with them to fly over together. So when they first heard that their flight was delayed, you know, they first thought, OK, we'll be a bit late, but that's OK. But as 30 minutes turned into an hour and an hour delay into a flight cancellation, Mm. they knew they had to come up with plan B. Now, unfortunately, it was impossible for them to find another wedding reception hall near the airport on such short notice. So they decided to hold the wedding right there and then at Kimpo Airport, gate number four. So there wasn't the glitzy chandeliers or the you know the fancy red carpet, but they did and the have... occasional flight announcement uh, right. breaking into the ceremony, uh, right. that kind of thing. And they did have the beautiful sunset, you know, glowing through the glass windows of the airport. And at the, really, at the end of the day, they had everything they needed: their friends, family, and each other. You're really a glass half full kind of person, aren't you? I'm an optimist. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's pretty. And I suppose they were all dressed up, right? They were ready to go. They were. They had the full uh, wedding dress, talks, and all the guests were dressed up as well. So they must have had it in their suitcase. They must have had their MC there waiting at the airport with them, right? And the photographer as well, because uh, they took okay. some beautiful photos that were a hit on Instagram. And look at that. Now they are uh, on Culture Pulse. They are uh, a, a viral hit around Korea. So they got their fame. I, I think they, um, yeah, they're doing the right thing. So uh, these photos are probably um, all around for people to see online. And uh, now they could depart instead of for the wedding, directly for the honeymoon. Yeah, they're actually already on their honeymoon in the Maldives. Ooh, that works. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I'd love to be there right now, I'll tell you. So, you don't need much is the moral of the story for a meaningful wedding. You don't have to splash out a huge amount of cash and that kind of thing. Right, and that brings us neatly to our next story, which is about... Uh, the fact that Koreans most uh, nowadays, they perceive the country's wedding culture as problematic, you know, with its excessive dowries and high reception costs. But in reality, many weddings are still fraught with ostentatious customs. So last September, the Korea Women's Development Institute, they surveyed some 1,000 adults nationwide between the ages of 20 and 65. Roughly three quarters of the respondents said that they saw problems with Korea's wedding culture, with nine out of ten preferring small and simple weddings. So that's what people think. They would like simpler weddings. But if we actually look at what they did for their own wedding, the numbers are a little different. 
Uh, so, for example, only about 57% thought that wedding presents between the bride and groom's families were necessary, but nearly 90% exchanged gifts with their in-laws for their own wedding. And while only 66% thought that it was a good idea to accept gifts, uh, money gifts from the guests, nearly all of them, 98%, ended up accepting it for their own wedding. Sure, of course. Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's money. No, I insist. <laughs> I can't take it. Was it you and I that talked about um, these people that hire people to show up as guests at their oh, wedding? We, uh, we might have, We yeah. might have a while back. Mm. That's the last thing I would spend money for at a wedding, personally. Uh, I can't imagine attending, you know, having fake attendees come to the wedding and then paying them to, to be there so that I look like I'm popular. Yeah. Um, it's like paying people to... Uh, push like on your Facebook post. Exactly. So what are some people saying online about this change in attitude of, towards weddings? Uh, one person wrote, long-held customs aren't going to change overnight. And another person, even if young people want to have small weddings, most parents still prefer a decent-sized wedding to keep face and to get back some of the cash gifts that they've sowed over the years. Yeah, it's payback time. Payback I, time. I coughed up at your daughter's wedding. Now, now it's on over my to mine. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's, that's what it's all about. Moving on to our last topic, topic number three. Some phone numbers in Korea are, uh, shall we say, more desirable than others. Yeah, so these are called golden numbers. And we're referring to phone numbers that have special meanings and make them easy to remember. Mm. So, for example, numbers with a series 2424 or 이사이사, they're popular with 이사짐 centers. Yes. Right? 이사하다 is to move house, right? Yes, you learned it from 선현우, didn't you? You probably did at some point, yeah. And 8282, it's used for businesses that advertise speed, mm. such as quick delivery services. Right, Bali Bali culture. Mm-hmm. So these numbers, they're in high demand by related businesses, and are, they're actually sold underground through middlemen. Okay. And the going rate apparently is around several hundred dollars per number, but there are some that fetch up to $10,000. Whoa. Now, this may all become a thing of the past, though, because the Ministry of Science, ICT and Future Planning announced on Tuesday that phone numbers are national resources and therefore cannot be sold between members of the public. And so they're going to clamp down on suspicious ownership transfers of these numbers, especially when it occurs between seemingly unrelated businesses. And retailers charged with buying or selling these numbers will be fined 30 million won. Wow. Okay, that's uh, that's, a, that's a disincentive. A big disincentive. Yeah. All right. So, and then uh, presumably the people that uh, bought the scalped phone number will not be able to keep it, even if they pay the fine. Right. They have to forfeit it. Yeah. So that's um, all right. That sounds robust. What? How are people reacting to that plan? Uh, well, some people opposed the ICT ministry's idea, saying it sounds too restrictive. Doesn't it fringe on infringe on personal freedom? Well, another person suggested, how about holding public auctions for these numbers and using the proceeds as a fund for charity? That's some out-of-the-box thinking. I like hmm. that. I always ask them for 8888, but uh, it doesn't work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that one's always taken. Okay, so uh, your phone number is going to be a random thing in the future, and don't try to buy a scalped one is the moral of this tale. Mm-hmm. Natasha, that's all the time we have uh, time for. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. And we will be right back. Thank you.